So um, this evening I want to say some words about order and self-organisation and God. Um, so, you know, there are lots of kind of self-help books you can buy in a bookshop that will tell you how to be a better man and how to organise your time better and whatever. But the point I want to make tonight is about how there's a way of doing that for God that is completely different from the self-organisation that is at the heart of that kind of secular vision of self-perfection. And that we can't give ourselves to God unless we organise ourselves, organise our time and order our lives. So self-organisation, not for my sake, not for my job's sake, but for God's sake. Now, one way of thinking of this is to think of this as um, a way to become holy, a way to become a saint for an ordinary person. So when we read about saints, we can read about lots of weird and wonderful saints. So there are saints who did all kinds of weird miracles, like um, St. Joseph of Cupertino. So he was famous, among other things, for levitating. So he's the patron saint of airplane pilots. Um, but that doesn't mean you need to levitate to be a saint. Um, there are saints like um, Blessed Alexandra of uh, de Costo. Now she only ate the Eucharist, nothing but the Eucharist for 13 years. Um, that's, that's weird and wonderful. Uh, and it is wonderful. But you don't need to do that in order to be a saint. There are saints who are eccentric. Um, so St. Francis of Assisi, uh, you might recall how he was born rich and he gave it all away in order to follow the Lord. Um, and he gave it all away very dramatically that in front of his bishop uh, and his earthly father, he cast off all the wealth that he had from his father. And he symbolized that by stripping off all of his clothes and standing there butt naked in front of the bishop. Um, and... Uh, you know, there are many things Saint, uh, Saint Francis did that were a bit weird. Um, you don't need to be weird to be a saint. Then there are other saints that are unusual in, in other ways. Um, so a final weird example, Trappist monks. So they, are, they take a vow of silence. Well, again, you don't need to do something as weird and unusual as taking a vow of silence in order to be a saint. That there is an ordinary way to be a saint. So one of the things the Second Vatican Council reminded us, one of its decrees was, uh, was how everybody is called to holiness, everybody is called to be a saint. And that means in your vocation, in your state of life, you are called to be a saint. But you're not called to be a saint by doing something weird. You're called to be a saint by doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. Now, what does it mean to do ordinary things extra extraordinarily well? Well, on one level, it means to do them with love, that everything we do, we do with love, and that's what gives huge value to small things. But there's another way um, that is to do with the organising my day. I can't 
do my day well, I can't give my day to others and give my day to God if my day is just a disorganized shambles. I only have a limited number of hours in the day. If I'm going to use those hours well, not for my sake, but for others and for God, then I've got to organize my time well. So one of the organizations I've taken a lot of inspiration from over the years is Opus Dei. I'm not a, a member, but they are an organization that focuses, has, dedicates themselves to, to holiness in the lay state. Um, and one of the things their founder St. Josemir talks a lot about is um, the details of our lives, that God cares about the details of your life, that God didn't just make the big picture and not care about everything else. God made everything. He made the cosmos, he made the planet, he made the oceans, he made England. Um, but every detail of my life is part of his plan, part of his gift to me. And if I'm going to give my life to him, then actually the details matter. And I can't give the whole to him without caring about the details. It's the minute-by-minute minute details that matter. So I want to... It's my first focus. In fact, the main focus is an example St. Josemaria used about a small thing that is important. So St. Jose Maria, if you know about his life, he lived the, the kind of early part of his life was during the Spanish Civil War. Um, and I just finished reading a book about this period and just just the thousands and thousands of priests and nuns that were that were martyred in that civil war, uh, martyred by the communists for being Christians. And a martyr is a hero, a hero of the faith. But when does a hero become a hero? Well, St. Josemaria would say, being a hero may be manifested in a dramatic test, but you become a hero in small things long before that. That's what makes you the man you are, or not. Even if that reaches certain kind of definitive tests, the way a martyr is tested publicly. And St. Josemaria talked about the test at the start of every day, what he called the heroic minute. So how do I respond to the alarm clock when it goes off? He said, this is the heroic minute. This is the minute in which a hero is made. Do I hit the alarm clock to snooze for five minutes and another five minutes? And or do I wait a minute? Well, the heroic minute, the hero, rises the minute I hear the alarm. I hear the alarm and I give the day to God. I hear the alarm and I get out of bed. I hear the alarm and the practice in Opus Day. Hear the alarm, crawl out of bed or leap out of bed. Um, and immediately, um, and this is the practice I've taken with them, I kiss the floor and I, I say the words, I will serve that I give my day immediately to God. And some days that is said with greater dignity than other days. Um, but that I start that day with a struggle. I start that day with a struggle and a victory. Um, and I take that one single 
small thing as my first victory of the day, my first test of the day, my first example of self-organization for God's sake, my first example of generosity for God's sake, my first example of using time well, using time for others, not for me. One of my battles, like most of us, is the battle against (coughs) self-comfort, that I want an easy life, I want a comfortable life, I want five more minutes in bed. Well, I start the day battling that, hitting the alarm clock and getting out of bed and offering that struggle to the Lord. So a heroic minute, that first minute in which heroes are made. Now, I use the word earlier, order. Um, the word order. St. Josemarie used to talk about order, meaning the right relationships of different bits of my day. So the word order that we have in the English language comes from the Greek word orthos, meaning right, correct, and it indicates that there's a, a right, a correct way to arrange, to order the different bits of my day. And St. Thomas Aquinas puts it this way, he says, but it is impossible to put various things in order without knowing the relation and proportion among them. And with regard to something higher, which is their end, because of the order of the various things in relation to one another, depends on their order in relation to their end. So I need to know in my life, if I want to order my life, I need to know what relates to what, what has the highest end, what is the (coughs) most important. Um, So if I'm going to use my day well, if I'm going to recognise that my day has been given to me by God, but in that sense, therefore, my day belongs to God, and it's not my time to waste, it's God's time I'm wasting. So I need to plan how to use my day well. That means I've got to know what relates to what in my priorities, what's more important than other things. But St. Josemaria used to talk about certain, what he called hinges of the day. So if I'm going to plan my life, and in particular plan holiness <coughs> in my life, and plan prayers in my life, well, I need to know the times that things can work with. I need to know the things that's You know, a hinge on a door, everything kind of pivots around it. That's the fixed point that everything hinges around. Or what are the hinges in my day that other things will work around? Otherwise, if I say I'm going to do something, but I haven't recognised what relates to the fixed points of the day, well, it just won't work. So one obvious example at the end of the day. So thinking of myself, um, I know that I want to be in bed by 10 o'clock. Now I know that means I need to brush my teeth by 9.50. That means I need to turn the downstairs lights out in the corridor by 9.45. That means I need to have finished saying Compline in the church for for 9.30. Now that means I can't start watching a one-hour TV programme at 9 o'clock, because then everything else just 
you know, if I know what that kind of hinges when I want to go to bed, I know what else works back from that. Um, different kind of example. On a Wednesday evening, I get back from the seminary at five o'clock. Um, you know, the, I, I get provided with lunch at the seminary. I know what time the bus is, what time the train is. I get back here five o'clock. Um, well, that is a different kind of hinge that limits what size of task I can hope to achieve, what I can hope to start. If I'm coming in the door at five, I can't start a five-hour project. Um, and it's amazing you know, how many things take five hours that you think will take five minutes. Um, that sanctifying my life, ordering my life, planning my life, one of the things is seeing what the hinges are to know what I can therefore gear other things around. But to see those hinges in, God, in, the, in the light of God. So St. Josemaria says you need to have a plan in your life. And he means this in particular with respect to your plan of prayer, um, your plan of work, uh, your plan with your family. So in your plan, you've got to see what takes priority. Your duties to God, your duties to your family, your duties to work. Um, he says your professional work is one of the hinges of your sanctification and your human f perfection. Your work is how you're going to support your family. Um, but in itself, it's not the first priority. It's not even the second. Um, we need to see in our plan of life what is most important, what are the things that have to be done. Um, and in particular, he would say in terms of your plan of life, to see what are the regular things that I have to do every day, the regular things I have to do every week. Um, <coughs> and if I say, well, I'm going to pray more, well, I've got to think, when would that prayer happen? If there, when are the hinges during my day and during my week that I can say I'm going to give God ten minutes of prayer each day? Well, wh when would that happen? What are the hinges around that that can fit in? So to specify the regular duties, to think when I would do them, and to come back to where I began, to think why I would do them. Order, self-organisation, for God's sake. And there's a practical consequence to this. Um, St. Josemarie would talk about uh, the multiplication of time. And he'd say, with this, if you've organised your life, then you can pray more and end up not having less time, but having more time. The multiplication of time, he would say. When you bring order into your life, your time will multiply, and then you'll be able to give God more glory by working more in his service. Okay, two kind of final practical examples. Um, St. Josemarie used to say, so he lived um, in a, a house of residence for, with other members, um, so they would be in close proximity with each other. They, you know, they'd each have a, a bedroom each. Um, 
And he would say that it was enough for him to see the wardrobe of a person to know what the state of somebody's inner soul was. Um, the, the material and exterior order is usually a reflection of what's going on inside of us. Um, but he'd also in, say in reverse that when we put more order into the exterior, we make better use of time. Um, that if our clothes are properly folded, if our clothes are in the proper place, then it takes less time to find them. If the papers on our desk are properly ordered, um, we find them. Um, we get things done. Um, so that order in things matters, um, just as order in, in time and tasks matters as well. And he'd say also that that can be a way you know, the boredom, the work, that tidying things is, is one form of self-denial, one form of sacrifice by which I can take this small cross of tidying my life um, and offer that to the Lord. Okay, a final example, and a kind of very different example, but another example from him thinking about order and priorities. Um, but I put to you the question, who is the first person you greet when you enter the house? Um, and his example would be, it should be the most important person there. Um, and in your context, it, would, it should be your wife, should be the most important, who is the most important person there? Who's the person that even before you get there, Actually, it would be good to be thinking in advance of who is the most important person there for me to be greeting? Who is the most important person for me to think what I might say? Who is the most important person um, in terms of order and priorities, that it's not just a random thing? So members of Opus Dei in their houses, um, their houses of residence, thinking spiritually, they'd say the most important person is the Lord in the tabernacle, that each of their centres would have a chapel, so that the first person they greet, they go to the chapel, and um, their practice is just a quick genuflection, um, rather than making that a, a half-hour detour, but, but the most important person in the house to greet, to acknowledge, and when leaving the house, the most important person to greet, to acknowledge, before departing. But the same way in the home, um, Who's the most important person here to greet, to acknowledge? Okay, so to sum that all up, um, we've been talking about order and self-organization. Well, that doesn't happen by accident. It happens with planning, obviously. And I said all of this is about an ordinary way to holiness, that there are extraordinary saints, there are weird saints, but the ordinary way to be a saint, the ordinary path, is in the midst of ordinary life. But it is truly a path to God. It is truly where God has called you and the life he wants you to give to him. So God cares about the detail. He made the detail. God cares about the order that means the detail can kind of function and get done. 
and he wants he wants me to plan my day so that I can adequately give it back to him.